What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. Have we all been played for fools? Have we been had? You might remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about something that was all over the guitar news. If, if you heard it on this podcast, you heard it there. If you didn't, you, you probably caught this. Any magazines you're following, other people talk about guitar stuff, music stuff. Even just the news in general, this story got picked up everywhere about the guy who built a guitar out of, supposedly he built a guitar out of his uncle's skeleton. It was this whole story about this guy called, that goes by the name Prince Midnight on social media. Um, he documented his his process of taking his his uncle's skeleton turning into a into a guitar um the scale caster we talked about it on here it was covered everywhere like i say that um he had there was this whole story about his uncle had uh died in a motorcycle accident in greece and that's where the body was and the skeleton was used for science and the school didn't need it anymore and then he got it uh finally shipped back over to him and didn't know what to do with the remains and then thought well his uncle was a big metalhead and always got him into and got him into metal and always was a huge fan of metal and so therefore, yeah, you know, he uh, thought yeah I'll turn it into a guitar. Obviously that's what you do and he documented the process of turning the the skeleton into a guitar. Um, it was an unbelievable story. Some would have said and um, some are saying that very literally now. Some local reporters, this, this is down in Florida. Some couple of reporters, one for the Tampa Bay Times, a couple of reporters down there have come out and said they don't think all is as simple as it seems. I freaking love this. This is awesome. This is you were like, how could how could a story about a guy building this guitar get better? And it's and it's got better it's this is freaking awesome i love this um so much more than just that story it's freaking awesome so i will try and explain what seems to be going on as best as i can with the caveat that the kind of point is that no one seems to know what's going on and that might well be exactly the point yes this might be one of those performance art kind of deals that might be what's going on so let me explain um, this didn't come out of people's doubts of just like, you can't build a guitar out of a skeleton. That's outrageous. I'm going to investigate. What happened was there are a couple guys who have been, um, reporting on and aware of the antics of possibly the same person, somebody, uh, or a couple of people, maybe, who knows, maybe the same person doing some things that are sort of a bit like this to get media attention, prank the newspapers a little bit and do these kind of performance art things down in Florida before. And they started to think that this story sounded a little bit too similar to things that they've heard before. So I'll take you through it. So there's these two reports, um, one from the Tampa Bay Times, like I said, Christopher Spader, and the other one is called Ray Rower and um, at creative loafing and yeah this is so cool so basically they saw this thing um and they were like yeah this is such a cool story i almost don't want to be the person to be like it's not <laughs> it's not true because you kind of want it to be true um but maybe it's not true so they have said that this guy who 
built this guitar, Prince Midnight, you know, the videos have been playing the skeleton guitar. Looks very similar to a guy in Tampa called Odalon Ozer. I don't know if that's even how you say his name. And Odalon Ozer is this guy who's kind of known locally. He holds two Guinness World Records, one for the world's tallest hat and one for the longest acrylic nails. And, you know, there's these crazy pictures of him, um, and it was definitely something which made news stories when he got these Guinness World Records. You know, um, for, yeah, these pictures of him and his crazy tall hat, kind of thing that gets on our local news, isn't it? You know, like, local person does local thing. But, you know, it's um, crazy, crazy cool pictures of him wearing these eccentric long acrylic nails, this crazy tall hat sort of thing you see on local news and stuff like that now and again um and you know yeah made a big sort of media thing out of it um he also had a very interesting backstory that was extremely you know detailed um as he gave it as to how why he was a hat maker and why he decided to make the world's tallest hat and stuff like that there was something to do with making hats for the Sultan of Brunei until they banned wearing Santa Claus hats. A very odd and very specific story that involves stuff in another country and back in the US. And yeah, a little bit odd. Anyway, uh, even at the time, there was a bit of an oddness about this guy because um, no one could find any records of someone under that name of Odalon Ozer. Uh, in terms of Guinness World Records, apparently you can just give a stage name, so it could have been a stage name, but this guy, when he was reached out for contact, Odalon Jose, said that was his legal name, and, uh, you know, he didn't hold any, that name didn't appear on any property records or anything because he didn't believe in owning property, and, you know, maybe it wasn't there wasn't a driver's license registered on that name because he didn't have one, all that sort of stuff. So, anyway, kind of, locally well-known guy for doing these crazy things world's tallest hat longest acrylic nails eccentric stuff guy with a fascinating and slightly odd and slightly mysterious backstory uh but you know on its own you go yeah he's living a slightly mysterious interesting life isn't he on the world's tallest hats longest acrylic nails he's doing his own thing there's an eccentricity to that it all kind of makes sense but According to these reporters, um, particularly Spade at the Tampa Bay Times, he says that if you look at the pictures of Prince Midnight and the videos of Prince Midnight with the skeleton guitar and you look at this Odalon Ozer guy, he thinks they look extremely similar. I will link to an article where you can check this out for yourself. He thinks that they seem to be possibly the same person. Um and again, Prince Midnight obviously isn't someone's name. That's a stage name. And Odalon is there. No record of anyone with that name um, in terms of what they looked at. However, um, the when reached out for comment, the Odalon Ozer guy said, you know, like I said, that's his legal name. But he also said, yeah, I don't, don't have any association with or never heard of this person called Prince Midnight. And um, yeah, has basically said, this is not the case. And when reached out for a comment on this Prince Midnight has said, you know, been even a little bit more strong and said this is kind of spreading lies and uh, these journalists need to stop doing this and it could be legally problematic if they're doing this and spreading these lies and, and that sort of thing. Um, anyway, but there is, there's more. Um, 
Both of the journalists, Roa and Spater, have said that not only do Prince, Midnight and Ozair look similar to one another, but they also both look very similar to a local musician named Justin Arnold, who apparently is the front man of a punk band there called Feral Babies. Kick-ass name for a punk band. Um, So, yeah, plot thickens, right? You're instantly thinking it's a musician that could link up with Prince Midnight, but, you know, that's pretty vague. Um, Again, I'll leave it to you to decide whether you think the reporters are on to anything, although they have been told to go back to journalism school because they've got all of this wrong by Ozair. So, who knows? Um, But where's the connection here, apart from they look similar and uh, this front man of this punk band called Justin Arnold is also a musician and Prince Midnight's playing guitar in the video. Blah, blah. Well, this guy Arnold, apparently back in 2014, this is this is awesome. I didn't, I, I'd never heard about this. Apparently back in 2014, this guy Arnold tricked the Tampa Bay Times into publishing a photo of a two-headed crocodile on its cover, which then the paper had to then go and uh, say, yeah, whoops, that was... a. Uh, that was a load of rubbish, um, which is fascinating. Um, yeah, apparently you're just saying it wasn't true. I mean, obviously, I feel like that was a bit obvious, wasn't it? It's a bit, a bit obvious. Did they actually publish that? I, you know, this is this is why I love the story. I'll get, I'll keep telling the story, and I'll get to the, back to this at the end. But I absolutely love this. Um, anyway, so this guy Arnold back in 2014 apparently tricked the Tampa Bay Times into publishing a photo of a two-headed crocodile on its cover. Um, and very interestingly, I thought it was an interesting detail, uh, that record-breaking hat and the fake taxidermy two-headed crocodile are both on display at the same coffee shop in Tampa as kind of novelties. Odd, isn't it? Odd, interesting. I mean, you could just be collecting interesting, notorious things from your... Uh, from your city's past, obviously. That that could absolutely be what it is, but seems kind of interesting, doesn't it? Anyway, um, that was an interesting detail slipped in there. But um, basically, these journalists think that Prince Midnight and Odilon Ozaire are just personas of the punk rock musician slash media prankster Arnold. Um, when you contact any of them individually, they all say they don't know each other. Although I think I think when people reached out to the band <laughs> Feral Babies, the response was just go fuck yourself. So, um, not exactly an in-depth um, response, but you know, it wasn't much different from the other two. It was just saying no, shut up. We don't. I don't know who that person is. When any of them were asked individually, um, but as the journalist pointed out here, to have the whole backstory in place was very impressive because. Prince Midnight, whether this is all the same person or not, didn't just post some pictures of the Skelecaster and start there. Uh, Prince Midnight's social media and music presence existed long, not crazy long, not years and years, but a good amount of months before any of this came about. Um, there is an there is an entire EP of music from Prince Midnight. Um, that's up on Spotify that people can go listen to and that was shared around and stuff on the Prince Midnight social media uh, as well as a bunch of Prince Midnight merch was shared around on 
social media as well by Prince Midnight. Um, this yeah, this was all several several months ago. Um, and then the Skellicaster thing itself started several months ago. This was before that, and then you had all the Skellicaster stuff. Um, and then back in September, Prince Midnight even appeared on a um, a local talk radio show, well, talk radio show anyway, um, called Grand National Championships. So if this is all a big performance art piece and a big prank, that is some um, seriously impressive, not just telling a backstory, kind of like with the hat-making thing, but, you know, seriously impressive, established old present before. And we've seen people do this. I think there's some great examples of this from some other people. I think there's even some great example of video game Easter eggs that sprawl out into the real world, if if, if you're at all interested in that. Um, you might have heard of some of those. If not, I won't go off on an old tangent about it, guitar podcast, but <laughs> um, there's some crazy stuff in video games where, you know, someone finds a, uh, a code flashes up on screen for a second and then they realize that if you you know um you know break the code it's a code that means this when you break it um you figure out what kind of what kind of code it is and it it's a url so so or it looks like a url so someone who figures that out goes and plugs it in online and it takes them to this weird website that links to a facebook account that's been active for two years and it's run under like a name of a side character in that game and like you know some of these things go for years. They turn into like treasure hunts around the world, basically. You know, like this code leads to that code, leads to this code, which leads to a set of coordinates. So someone goes and digs up something on the other side of the world, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I love it. I absolutely freaking love this stuff. It's great. Um, I don't know why. It's just so fun. I know, I know it's not just, it's not a niche. Uh, it sounds niche, but I think loads of people find this stuff fun. Those like Easter eggs and video games that do that are so popular. Um, and, you know, everyone gets a kick out of this performance art thing, which is why, I mean, that, that the Skellicaster guitar actually went really popular on uh, all of the news and media anyway. Uh, so they're kind of following up, which is partly why we're seeing this story now everywhere. But also this story is sort of gaining even more traction, if not, you know, as much at least traction as the original story about Guy turns dead uncle's skeleton into guitar. Um Although I think Guy Turns Live on Core Skeleton in the Futile would be an even more impressive story. Don't do it, though. It sounds horrible. Hopefully we don't see that. Um, even if it can be done painlessly, we shouldn't be doing it. And I don't think it can be. But, um, <laughs> but you know, this is this is getting like even more traction, I think, because we all find this stuff really cool. Um, and I think this is particularly interesting, not just because it's you know, a performance artist who goes under a bunch of monikers, but the the potential on social media to like with those video game easter eggs weave over time an existence of bringing into existence of a fictional character or um a character from something else or something that's faked but looks exactly the same as it would if it were real because it's just a facebook account it's just a twitter account it's just a instagram account how can you tell what would be a real one and what would be a, a quote-unquote fake one and that whole performance art slash this video game Easter egg thing of breaking the bounds between the reality and fiction and what's real and what's not, all that, all that kind of stuff. There's so much potential for that on social media and with the ability to easily um, whip up a website and whip up some social media pages and doing that way in advance of someone getting to it to create that sense of realness. So, you know, on those video game Easter eggs, when someone finally finds the 
Facebook page that been led to through the codes they found in the game or whatever. Um, you know, it's been like posting for months and no one's following, but it's been posting for months and stuff like that. Um, that ability to create that extra sense of, of realness or whatever, that extra layer um, to the creation is something that I find freaking fascinating. I love that people do that. What what gets me so interested about it is the way it messes with your brain. And this one more than the video game ones. The video game ones kind of can mess with your brain a little bit. But you kind of you're you're still aware the whole time that like this is you being led down into a into an Easter egg. You're just impressed by the depth of it and you kind of suspend disbelief a tiny bit to like to engage with it because it is so engaging in that way. Um you know, for so many reasons. With this one it's almost more successful than that in the breaking of boundaries because it messes with your brain, <laughs> makes you almost like a conspiracy theorist minded person. Like reading all of this stuff, I was like, oh, this is so freaking cool. Like I said at the start, how could this story get any cooler about like the most metal thing ever, this guy doing this? And then you go, oh, imagine if it was like, you know, just imagine it turns into this kind of story. That's crazy. You wouldn't imagine, but it does get so cool. And then you're thinking about it more and, and, just as I was reading it, I found myself starting to check things that it said in the articles because then I was like not believing the articles. It's almost like, you know, on April Fool's Day, we're kind of really, we're probably really sick of it at this point. You know, all the websites and newspapers, a bunch of companies, people on social media and stuff, all do stuff on April Fool's Day now, you know, all do their stuff where they publish some fake headline just to see if they can get you for a second you know while you're drinking your morning coffee even though you know the the fake headlines and the fake stories and the april fools things are coming just to see if they can get you just for a second you do a double take of that headline and you go oh, you know did they get you on those april fools day things we, we get them in, in guitar world as well you know the guitar magazines and stuff to guitar websites do them you know and that puts you in the mindset that like when you wake up on April 1st, if you go to like whatever time of day it is, you know, you go to first check some stories or, you know, you're looking at wherever you get your guitar news from, for example, you have that in your mind. You're like, as soon as you see everything, you're kind of, obviously it's pretty easy when you're in that mindset to see which of the silly joke headlines and which ones aren't right. But you're like instantly ready and you're in that mindset, which means that hypothetically, if you opened like guitar.com or Guitar World or Premier Guitar on the morning of April 1st and there was a surprising headline, just a, a headline that happened to be surprising, that was completely true. The story was completely true, but it just happened to drop on April 1st. There's a sizable number of people that wouldn't believe it, but they would believe it if it was published one day before or one day after. Because we just you just have that mindset. You have that mindset to instantly not believe because we're trained, because it happens every April 1st. Reading the story, what was so, what's so fun about it for me is not like coming to a conclusion or trying to figure out what you think it is. What's even more fun is one, just the like not knowing. I enjoy the not knowing. I just am happy living in that. I think that's fun. But what I found was really fun was the effect on my brain. It had a similar effect to the April 1st thing. The more I was reading up on this, because it's a story's going round and different places have kind of different levels of detail. So I read about this in a few places, this whole thing about like, oh, these three people, the same people. This is it just a, a, another character of this guy who invents local characters? And you're thinking about all the possibilities there and, and which lines are they drawing 
kind of join which dots are they joining that don't really make so much sense and i was thinking about all of it and what i what i suddenly realized was happening was it was training my brain and conditioning my brain to be like it is on april 1st it was tradition it was like you know that's a traditional thing so it gets stuck in your brain over time um this was like because of the layers of it almost instantaneous you know after five ten minutes of reading through these articles it was it was clicking in and i was suddenly realizing that i was starting to doubt this reporting so this reporting is just about like oh it turns out these guys could be the same guy but i was literally going back and checking up on stuff which i wouldn't necessarily always do on a story like this you know it's not like an important news story where you go well let's make sure we've got the facts here before i make a judgment on blah 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 some important political decision that has been made or some important event that has happened overseas let me check a few different sources and see if i've really got the facts here that's a very sensible reasonable thing to do a little story like this a fun thing which is sort of asking questions and going ah what's what's the what's the deal with this whole skeleton guitar is it related to this guy i wouldn't usually go full out analytical cynical downright doubtful on it but i found myself just every time they're mentioning a new kind of layer i was going off and looking for information on it elsewhere from other places because it was almost like it had trained me the story and the event to be extremely distrustful of everything not the immediate fact of like oh this whole thing could be a character or kind of a fake it wasn't that that was just like oh that's that's crazy this crazy story got even cooler it was going through detail after detail after detail like this guy did this thing with his hands and he did this and this skeleton and we reached out for comment and he said this and he said this totally different thing and all of those little details, that little detail with the, the hat and the, the crocodile are still in the same thing. Like, just made me go like, I don't know if this is right at all, which is a weird feeling um, to, to suddenly go through. Like, to, to suddenly find myself being far, far more doubtful than I would normally be of of everything um which i thought was really weird um like like it sounds dumb but the thing with the even the crocodile i was literally just like uh you know i thought they had both in florida but i'm not sure do they only have alligators so i go on a bunch of i go on some nature websites to like look it up and, you know, I don't do in-depth research, but I just go and look at a few websites. And it's like, that's a bizarre level of research on what is just like a fun story. And it was just fascinating to watch how my own brain reacted to it. Like the level of distrust on what should just be a fun story where I should just come on and be like, hey, guys, these guys are saying this. I don't know if it's true, but isn't that crazy? This story got even crazier. Instead, I was like turning into conspiracy minded kind of thing i was going like well let's bring up another few tabs here and let's check this and nah, i don't know does that or you know and mm, who are these reports how many articles have they written like who you know is this another layer isn't that funny as soon as there's one layer of doubt introduced you begin creating the next layers of doubt it was just an interesting psychological process to observe myself going through um 
you know, and and the propensity, like I say, to create uh, a sense of realism through social media because it's so easy to fake, you know, create a bunch of accounts that have been posting for months means that those layers of doubt are so much harder to dispel. So, you know, if I can find a bunch of, of you know, of, of proof that this reporter exists, you know, let's go pre-social media world. I'm like, well, has this guy written any other? Let me look at my old copies and see if this reporter's... Is this an April Fool's Day style thing? Can I find anything else from this reporter? Does that add up? And you, you know, oh yeah, this guy's there's articles from this guy for six years going back. I thought I recognized his name. You'd be kind of like case closed. But it's funny that there's even the moment in your brain. I'm not saying I went full down this rabbit hole. It's just you could see the interesting thing happening, and there could almost be a moment in your brain where you'd be like is this whole thing a hoax? Are there extra layers to it? And you go and you, you you know, hovering over, clicking on the bio with this reporter, you know, and they've got a Twitter account. And that should be the end of it, right? Like, like, like with you find, you know, like you find in the newspaper, oh yeah, there's, there's articles from this guy. He's a reporter here. It's weird that you should click on that thing and then, oh yeah, this guy's got a Twitter account. Okay, yeah, it's all, it's all real. But because of what, of the whole speculation of the article being this guy's big social, uh, you know, not not big as in really, really well known, but this guy's whole uh, multi-layered existence on social media could be the character of someone else, but we're not sure, means that you go through and you find that there's these reporters have, you know, um, Twitter accounts or whatever. And instead of going immediately like, okay, well, that's the end of that you could so easily see that there would be a part of your brain that could go, okay, well, how long have they been posting, <laughs> you know? And like, okay, well, is there a change in the account? And okay, let me, let me, hmm, let me bring up the, uh, the Wayback Machine here and see what this page used to look like. Like, it's, you can totally see how you would get down that rabbit hole. I didn't do all that, by the way. Um, <laughs> I didn't do all that. Um, but it was funny to just kind of stop and look at what your brain was doing and go, oh, I could I could so easily see how that could keep going and keep going and keep going. And it was just easy to see how you get stuck on that. And, you know, if this is a performance art piece, that that could well be one of the whole points of it, that kind of effect, as well as to, you know, to do any of the other things I mentioned about fiction, the real and blah, 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 you know. The idea of 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 it's teaching you something about your interactions with media, and it's just a fun prank as well. Um, and there's also elements of this. There's tons of elements of this which I feel like potentially could be taking the complete piss out of certain things to do with guitar and music, but could also not. It depends on where this context is coming from. You know, if it's definitely some performance artist, there are elements of this which. Are and if there's not, it's just a dude that likes guitars like the rest of us. That's how easily mimicked and made fun of and spoofed we are. We're that ridiculous as human beings. But then you know who isn't. Um, so don't worry about it. But anyway, I know I went off on one there. It's not really about guitars, but I just thought I just I love this kind of thing. Like I said, I love um, I love stuff like this. I don't like follow it intently or or, or do any of this stuff myself. But I just. I I find it fun. I enjoy the fun of it. I like reading these 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 articles of these guys talking about it and um you know the fun layers of it like you're you're reading this story and you go 
you assume that you believe this story from the Tampa Bay Times. And so you start to draw assumptions about, oh, that's interesting, and he did this, and he did this. And you go, wait a minute. Part of the point of this story is that this guy tricked the Tampa Bay Times before. And here I am just sitting believing the Tampa Bay Times when they're talking about this guy tricking them and how this is another trick. I love it. I think it's great. I'm all about it. It's fun. It's if it's if it is that stupid and goofy. By the way, what I'm saying is as well, like I'm not saying I love the fact that this guy did this and he is definitely the these three people are all the same person and I love that he does this. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is kind of the opposite. I love not knowing. I think there was a time when maybe I'd have because that's what takes you down the rabbit hole as well, is it's having the drive to find out what, what's going on. And I think I enjoy just this, this this moment, this existence of just like all these people not knowing and everyone trying to find out and everyone spewing their opinions on it. That's what I like rather than doing that myself. Like I don't need to jump in and say what I think's going on. Like I'll link to a few articles and just let you guys, just let you guys figure it out. But my favorite thing is just the moment of like, I think it's freaking great that <laughs> that there's this that now people are spending their time writing articles about this and you know digging up. I love that journalists are using their time to dig this up. If that if that you know and, and drawing these, um, yeah, basically all these different these different opinions and stuff. I love it. Um, I think it's great. So anyway, I'm gonna leave that with you. I'll leave a bunch of links in in the description um for you guys just to go and check it out see what you think draw your own conclusions and maybe just enjoy living in the moment or be incredibly frustrated and go this is so stupid who would waste their time on this stuff which is an opinion that many people have on all these sorts of things and uh yeah you know why not um but you know isn't it just interesting also to consider that like all of these people could be different people they don't know each other. These are just three different things that happen. There's a guy who's in a punk band. There's this guy called Prince Midnight trying to do his whole thing and build this guitar. And he does what he does and everything he's put there is genuine. And then there's a guy who has the world's world records for the biggest hat and tallest hat and the uh, longest acrylic nails. Isn't that just fun as well? And suddenly they're all being bothered by journalists going, would you like to comment on this? That's a crazy thought as well so i just like living in the uncertainty of of this story and seeing as i talked about it before i thought it'd be fun to share the update or non-update with you as well crazy anyway there you go um only thing left for today no more musing on what is real and what isn't and are we in the matrix or whatever the hell else uh i want to suggest some music for today this is pretty gnarly pretty brutal stuff lo-fi elements to it pretty crushing tonally and and in some of the atmospheric elements as well um this is the album gaslit by divide and dissolve um heavy stuff cool stuff great gnarly like i said fuzzed out kind of lo-fi tones on there um and I think if you're into any of that kind of stuff, you're going to enjoy that. So links to that in the description as well. Um, I hope you enjoyed going on a 
weird wild ride <laughs> or whatever this was uh but tomorrow more back to talking about cool guitars cool stuff going on in the world of music and the world of guitars so look forward to that tomorrow play a bunch of guitar listen to a bunch of music look after yourselves look after one another as always i'll catch you again tomorrow